You know what's exciting? It's the first time we've seen each other in a long time. I know. Well, it's it's been like a little over a year. Yeah, exactly. And at that function was a function, so we weren't like hanging out, hanging out. Where and was it? It was the at the Belmont. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was your birthday uh, mm-hmm. celebration, I believe. The reason I pause is because there was a football game on. So I go, wait, whose birthday was that? I go, all right, it was Katie's birthday, but there was a football yeah, game. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what, what was the function? Oh, yeah, my birthday. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. And it was funny because I was at your house when I didn't know something was going on and was mm-hmm. going on. And also, it was mid-pandemic, so you don't really know what, what you're like, oh, gee, think something happened. What's going on? Well, no, nothing had gone on yet. Oh. It was, uh, like, I knew something was going on, but I w- hadn't quite got there yet. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, there was a big uh, flood fan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our our house was like, like the ceiling was ripped out. So, yeah, we had the fans going to dry the the beams. It was this freaking nightmare. (laughs) Well, yeah. But there was there was some kind of discord, which we'll we'll maybe get into. Maybe not between (laughs) two factions. I thought you were going to an event with us. And now I came into the bathroom. You weren't. And then later on. That kind of became apparent why. Yeah. We might leave that to mystery. We might not. Now I want to get to the intro. Okay. At long last. (laughs) My guest today is not only my former upstairs neighbor, but someone who is instrumental in helping me get through a very dark, confused, and painful time. But that time, as bleak and difficult an era as I could ever have imagined, turned out to be the catalyst that led to me flourishing, discovering, accepting, and celebrating my sexuality, it allowed me to be in the frame of mind required to foster a relationship with the love of my life, Ada Zanderton. I normally don't do an intro of this nature, but that's how much my guest means to me. And I would be remiss if I didn't express that to her in this setting, as well as for the listener. So, as may be rather obvious, I am beyond thrilled to present someone I consider one of my closest friends, Katie <laughs> Maloney! Wow, that was really... I'm like... thank you that was quite quite the intro well thank you and i I meant every single word well thank you i appreciate that good i i'm i'm very happy to tell you that as well because it's not the easiest thing to text no (laughs) well you do have it in text well this is true (laughs) it notes though so i have okay so we have loopholes okay (laughs) i should have prepared something but (laughs) that's all right the next time the next time because you know we're talking about big life changes or we have been talking about big life changes yeah and you and i both have had significant life changes in the last that's 12 months would it be about 12 months yeah exactly yeah okay yeah you have got a baby exactly crazy (laughs) i'm you know divorced so yeah that's pretty significant i'd say absolutely but (laughs) i think with your situation as with mine it's leading to a a new era that is more fulfilled even now Mm -hmm. and full of promise for the future Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's weird the parallels there Oh, I, it, it's been blowing my mind. <laughs> the parallels with so many things. Like my ex, 
we used to joke about being very similar in temperament and behavior in certain ways mm. to your ex. And, yeah. you know, the fact that certain things aren't even acknowledged is some par- very, let's just say parallels, lots of parallels. Yeah. 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 But I'm, I feel very, uh, the things that I was scared of, you know, before or at the beginning of, you know, the separation, you know, ahead of divorce and all that was, was the, I don't say starting over, but you know, Oh, well, listen, starting from experience, but you know, being on my own and, and all that, like it is, it is, it it can be scary because I was with Tom for over a decade. I'd lived with him for a decade. Uh, he was the person that I was going to be with for forever. Like he was like my best friend and, and all that. And so just thinking about just leaving all of that and leaving him and not having that person. And, you know, as much as I knew it was the right choice, it's still like, it terrified me. But then, Oh, so it was, it wasn't too long after that. I started to embrace that. How the, long, uh, the unknown. Yeah. How long into the whole conceptual aspect of it before even enacting it? Because you have to sort of decide long before you even talk about it with the other person. Yeah. And actually to that point, how long ago was it when you started thinking I've really got to go? Um, so by the time I like said, like, I think I want divorce. That was, you know, February of 2022, you know, a month prior to that, I told them that I wasn't so happy and that, you know, I was feeling that, you know, maybe that w- I didn't, I didn't say that that was like to necessarily tape, even though I kind of like felt it. I just kind of wanted to like, I, I was trying to let him know where my head was at yeah. a, a bit, but you know, before that I was, I, I was, I just knew and it had been a couple few months maybe of just living in a bit of denial because I mm-hmm. it was just like the universe was inter- intervening like you know it, it does it will do it, that no it absolutely does but it was intervening at a very strange time where we're coming out of a pandemic so everything seemed all upside down anyway I imagine yeah. I don't know how much that felt like for you during I mean, this time it, yeah I guess the pandemic but it's also just was like you've made every excuse and justification and everything for this person to be with them, to stay with them, to look past every like flaw and every mistake and every misstep and every, every hurt, every hurt and every transgression and everything, you know, and, and try to be, try to acquiesce and try to like be forgiving and, you know, and just, but still like, never healing from those things Mm -hmm. that the universe is just like, all right, (laughs) enough is enough kind of, you know, and I, and I just, I I just, all those things kind of coming to the forefront of just like how not okay I was with it and that they weren't going to change. And like, I just was like, you know, he's just never going to choose me. I'm never going to be a priority. I'm just never like that. And that's just, and I just, there's like this voice being like, and that's not what you want. And that's not what you deserve. Absolutely. And I just had to like, it was just like, it was just, so loud and just on repeat nonstop. And it just was like, I had to just be fully honest with myself and just be like, you're not happy and you want to be happy. And you have to, you have to be real with yourself. It's not going to be with this person, even though you want it to be, they're never going to, they're never going to be the person that you need them to be. And Mm -hmm. maybe that they want to be, but they're just, they're not, they haven't taken the steps. They haven't done the work. They haven't shown up for you. 
And so. in, a, in a sense, they're not capable of doing it. Correct. And and they don't seem to want to put the effort in. So it's a double whammy because capability yeah. is also tied to intent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and who knows, honestly, what Tom's intent is. I don't know. He might be muddy about it as well. That's not a defense or anything like that. It's a, kind of a sad thing. Yeah. I think, you know, I, even though I've, I've t- told him all the reasons given all that he he has understanding and, and he agrees with a lot of it but he also doesn't i don't think he really really has grappled with it has really mm. fully let it sink in well because i think i don't think he ever thought i would leave and that gets to the whole being taken for granted yeah thing which is not a good feeling and also i imagine it was really hard to accept that that is what was going on and Mm-hmm. to feel that like who wants to feel that and so a lot we spend a lot of time going that's not what it is that's absolutely not what it is yeah like he's like he's not like not trying because he doesn't you know think i'll leave there's no way you know what i mean like that's why you know he just he was very good at getting away with things we see you know people that watch the show they see it yeah exactly yeah and yeah, the the reaction now, uh, something I'm happy about and part of the global reaction to it or the overall reaction is that people are realizing <laughs> the person you actually are, which is a forthright, loyal, mm-hmm. no bullshit person who also sniffs out enemy mm-hmm. agents, <laughs> tries to warn people. Yeah. It's a very difficult thing to do that because that ends up often, as we've talked about many times, blowing up back on you. But you're also true blue. You know, you have, uh, you are, well, as I said in the intro, like a, a, a wonderful person. So I'm glad people are starting to see that. Well, I mean, it's still a little bit. <laughs> I'd say some of the people. Yeah, no, no. And, and I understand, like, I, I, I've been a little bit polarizing for people and I get it, you know, but it's, it's just like the product of being in an unhappy marriage and relationship for so long that it does, it does something to you. And I don't, and I don't blame it because like I'll watch back and I'll be like, yeah, I'm pretty miserable, you know? Yeah. Um, but which is amazing in a way, which another thing we've talked about, who has that much of their life documented in such an extreme Hmm. total fashion? Like you can go back and it's the equivalent of looking back in your phone and seeing photos of when you're miserable, but you have footage and and scenarios and all that happening. Not that it's not painful, but in a way really instructive and again, the parallels between our situations. When I look at the physical shape I was in when I was mm-hmm. with the ex, for me, that was a manifestation of the unhappiness, which yeah. I didn't want to see. I mean, I, I didn't want to see stuff to the point where <laughs> people from Vanderpump Rules were asking me, hey, what's going on with fill the blank in and fill the blank in? <laughs> uh, and, and I'd be like, oh, I don't know, nothing. And then <laughs> that's a big, by the way, listeners, big tip. If uh, Jax Taylor is uh, curious about what's going on in your life and has a theory about it. <laughs> Take his word. Like if, if Jack Taylor is invested in uh, what's going on. Yeah. Well, I'll, we only see what we want to see sometimes, and we like, and we'll we'll make up all kinds of scenarios and stories in our head just to sleep at night. And that takes up a lot of energy. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. does nothing to alleviate depression. No, I know. I mean, that's what I mean. I I did that for how many years a long time well i mean my situation was 
14 years roughly <laughs> i mean it's not the whole time you know but i mean like that's what i mean right. I, I wasn't Same. i'm not a person that was miserable 24 7 but was i had i reached you know i wasn't living at my potential yeah all the time obviously and again i i wore it in more ways than one myself so you know um, well and to that i wanted to say it in a very nice up with people kind of way that's absolutely true as well i think when we are blossoming mm. from a dark place or emerging from a dark place our glow comes from the inside yeah everything is reflected in that our physical appearance i mean you know you knew me before i am the uh glowing specimen that i am now but um <laughs> you know there was a massive change and the gift of that though is when it's later in life in mid-30s you really get what it's about and you don't want to avoid seizing any opportunity yeah oh yeah i definitely i definitely have like more zest for life and i want to be open to opportunities and um just yeah being excited about that like the unknown i'm like oh my god like this time next year I, who knows where my life will be and that mm -hmm. is cool and exciting and and where you know just a year ago or a little longer now you know my life was not planned out, but it was like, well, oh, no, I was going to be living in my house with my husband and you know, like it was, it was just sort of like, it was predictable and it was fine. And I was down for that because I loved this person and they, you know, those, that, that was what I wanted. But you know, now it's like, I would rather be alone than be unhappy. Absolutely. Because I'm having a great time. Yeah. I have, I have sad days. So it's again, it's still, I'm still healing, but it's, but I'm still enjoying along the way if that makes sense it makes a lot of sense look i got finally diagnosed bipolar some people are like yeah no shit <laughs> but uh <laughs> but i'm i'm not saying anything no I'm no gonna... i'm just making a joke okay. uh self-deprecating perhaps but uh <laughs> um well it's funny family members said well you you always have uh, i always just thought of it. you had really highs highs and then really low lows and i was like that's kind of the <laughs> textbook description that's the indicator right there yeah and massive family history of okay. it so but again it's one of those things that maybe you know and I've, I've talked to how many people about their mental health about uh, about therapy and everything and then you don't see it about yourself uh it, actually being with ada helped because of my i had a really bad manic or hypomanic episode last summer and she was there to witness it and mm -hmm. so therefore you couldn't hide it or just sort of be like oh you know uh, I, I used to tell people when I, they're like, when I couldn't sleep, they're like, well, why don't you just lay there? And then like 15 minutes later, 20 minutes, you'll fall asleep. Oh God. And I'd go, no, no, no. That, that 10 minutes after I'm awake, that's when the thought loops start. Oh, you don't get that? With the what? <laughs> thought loops. Like oh, the, the thought loops. Rumination yeah. and all that stuff. What were you going to say before I... No, I was just like, I was, it was, I, I didn't have anything to say. Oh no, that's okay. It was a reaction. Yeah. If I did, it left my brain immediately <laughs> when we started talking. That's the nature of the show anyway. <laughs> very free form and very associative. Yeah. 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 And a lot of the, oh, um, so, uh, now see, I just drifted off. I don't know what I was going to say. Um, but I'm also happy that we, I mean, we had a lovely phone call the other day, mm -hmm. five hours, by the way. Which oh yeah, no, I feel like whenever I talk to you, it's like, well, cause uh, we don't get to catch up or talk. So it's like downloading you on like every thing that's <laughs> happened in the last like year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> and which is a remarkable thing also. And I think goes to, um, exemplify like uh, how close I feel to you. Um, because 
you know, the old adage about it doesn't matter how much time is gone in between, you pick up right where you left off. Yeah. And that's a really special thing, which I'm mm-hmm. very thankful for. You yes, too. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. And um, I guess that's the show. No, I'm. <laughs> 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 thanks for listening everyone yeah I, that was we want to we keep the long stuff for private and then you get the short version so i got the bipolar diagnosis and that was a huge uh change so in addition to the child and then that which i'm thankful for hmm. but it's allowed to me to avoid the depressive lows that would prevent me from getting to certain things which felt like i had slipped back years in progress oh well i mean well now you're actually able to probably like manage and medicate and oh know, yeah, yeah that's absolutely the first thing i do in the morning is knowledge is power yeah it is <laughs> but also like knowledge about oneself mm-hmm. and i think that's where i was getting to before oh. I, I drifted off because <laughs> knowledge about oneself mm-hmm. because you've always been a person who's like very intent on the truth correct well i i i'm not afraid of it that's the main thing yeah and i think that's a problem that people have with me and why I rub them the wrong way mm-hmm. because I'm going to be honest and sometimes honest to a fault. I mean, yeah, do, with some people I, I do want to like sometimes baby or, you know, cuddle, like sure. But at the, at the end of the day, like I'm like, Oh, that's, it's never going to like fully last. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually it's going to come out and I'm going to be like, Oh, word vomit. <laughs> um, that's the trouble too. Sometimes you want to soft shoe something with, yeah. with someone, but then they keep not getting it. Yeah. And you're like, hints are not working. I got to go in and bludgeon them. <laughs> well, yeah. And it's honestly, like, I have a hard time, uh, with my delivery, I guess is the problem too, is that I don't, yeah, I don't really know how to just be like, again, like, like sugar, it's not, not even about sugarcoating it, but just like, yeah, I'm just going to come out with it. Like, I'm very direct. I don't do, like... Pussyfooting. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Which is hard to take. I mean, there was a certain uh, thing I was involved in two years ago, and, and you gave me the rundown, which was 100% accurate. And I was like, what? No. That... What? Huh? And then a couple... Two weeks later, I called you. I was like, by the way, I just wanted to let you know. You were right about everything. And I should have remembered Katie's always well, right. not to be, like... Yeah, not to suck my own nipple here, but like I'm never wrong <laughs> about a lot. And when I when I and when I am wrong, I'll say I'm wrong. Yeah. But like, you know what? Shit. Well, you know what? Can't get them all right. But I'm not like often wrong. Like my intuition is incredibly adroit. St- yeah. yeah. So like, and if I and also if I don't know, I'm not gonna like. I probably won't say anything. Yeah. Well, I found that if you don't have a very definite opinion on something. You're not going to jump in just to say something. No, I like, guess I mean. So it's like if I'm saying something, it's because I feel very strongly that this is like probably the best possible or most most uh, likely outcome of something. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. We both have that. Here I am trying to be like, this is most likely what's going to happen. This is actually probably what's going to happen. This is definitely <laughs> what you can expect from yeah. a person, from an, a situation, from yes, like going down that path, whatever it is. And yeah. it's, but I also have to remember sometimes like I need to let people just shoot themselves in the foot or like figure it out on their own or yeah. like, you know, learn their own, you know, but when I see also people doing the same shit over and over again, I'm like, but the thing is you're going to do this again and then you're going to come to me and I'm going to be like, 
and they're gonna be like, don't tell me I told you so. I'm like, I have to because this is like the fourth time you've done this and you never want to listen to me. <laughs> I had to do something. <laughs> when are you gonna start listening to me? No, I know. And then after a certain point, like we were talking about energy contracts earlier. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, and that's when I have to like distance myself from people. Yeah, sadly, that's that's the thing. And also, if you tell them like if you lay out the rules and then they keep pressing past that boundary then that's like uh like a certain friend of ours who constantly had a problem with a boyfriend and it was like oh it's this routine again i had to talk to a family member who was talking about something because here's the other problem i you and i both are the people that people will come to Mm. when they have a really big problem because we're really good at understanding them giving them the advice but then the shitty part of that is it's the rinse and repeat of it yeah and you take on some of the emotional baggage from Mm -hmm. them yeah 100%. 100%. And it's like, I'm always happy to do that because I also love people and I like love my friends and I want to be there for them and I feel for them and I care for them. But it's like, I can't keep doing this though. Yeah. Like, I, like, I, like I will go insane. Like if you're, how are you not going insane? Like, cause again, <laughs> the, the definition is, you know, doing the same thing, you know, so it's like, I'm going to go insane and you're not going to go insane. So like, I'm going to bear the brunt of that for both of us now. Like, yeah. I don't fucking think so. Yeah. Like, I just, I like <sighs> the, no, that's a t- complete tangent. That, no, that's what the show is based well, on. No, because also like, who is time, it? So. Lala, Lala brought up to me the other day. Like, she's like, you know what? I hate when people talk about hypocrisy because at the end of the day, we're all tech in the, in the context of like, you can't ever call someone out on something because you did it six years ago. With that, in that theory, we're all hypocrites because oh, yeah. we've all made the same mistakes, right? Yeah. So the, the difference is whether or not you never repeat it again. That's what it's about. So you can't say that someone's a hypocrite because they made the same mistake six years ago that you made today. You should still be able to call them out on it. Like, yeah. Because at the end, that doesn't make you a hypocrite. No, it, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. It's, it's like you take, you apply what you've learned. Yeah. And then you do your own process about coming to grips with it. And then you're perfectly allowed to point your finger, especially at certain things that are shocking enough that... It doesn't mean it doesn't mean like you're coming from a place of judgment or coming from a place of like, like a you know, virtue that I would never do that in my life. It's not complete lack of you know you know of of of, of um, accountability or responsibility to those things. Yeah, it's just basically saying like you just did this and. I'm holding you accountable now, you know, because I was held accountable once. And the more you can hold someone accountable, the more they're going to learn their lesson from it to not repeat it. Like I, you know, or like you, it's just like, it's just, it's just like interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Well, no, I'm with you. No, no, don't worry about the anyways and tangents. Cause that's, no, but uh, I'm just saying, so it's like, again, with people where they keep coming to you and you're like, I'm going to give you the same advice. Well, because you know what that is? That is a dance. Yeah. It's a dance that they're very comfortable doing because it is part of their operating system. It's the part of their MO. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they dig the misery that they're getting themselves into because they know it's going to result in a very sympathetic ear. And yes. then they can rinse and repeat. Oh, I feel better now. The burden's lifted. I've shifted some of it onto my very sensitive and empathic friend. And now I'm going to go back into the shit again. Yeah. So I can come back to them in two weeks. It can always feel cathartic to like sort of workshop and vent some thoughts and feelings oh, yeah. and ideas and that's a slightly different than it's just absolutely just kind of the same like you said dance of like 
you're being in the shit constantly and not doing anything about it. It's like takes two to tango. It does. After a certain point, you have to say, like you said to people and I've said to people, oh, with the instance I was talking about with the family member, I said, okay, we've just gone through this whole thing. I've told you how to handle this. I can't tell you how many times I will not talk about this with you again until you are actually doing the thing. Then no problem there to support you and give you tips on from wherever my perspective is, <laughs> but I can't do this anymore. Right. Yeah. You have to actually make the move. Yeah. It's like, I'm ready to, I'm ready to change the song. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I imagine it was a, a really hard thing also to give up the notion of ha- being a homeowner. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and that, that might sound like bougie. A little bit, but, like like oh, it it's just it's just a what? No, but it was a home. Like it was a home a that home. I. First of all, it was such a milestone in life to be able to buy a home. But you know, buy a home with you know my husband, someone that I thought we were going to live in that home for you know with possibly kids down the road. Yeah, like the, there was plans and the future that I saw in that home, and I loved that home so much. So that was really hard to wrap my head around. Like I struggled with that mm-hmm. because it's like, it's like one hit after another. It's like, first you have to like come to terms with ending your marriage and your, you know, relationship. And then you have to come to terms with like giving up your home and like, where are you going to go? And like, now you're going to live in a, you know, and it's, I don't mind. Like, okay. I yeah, like you're going from living in like a, four bedroom house to like it's not the downgrading i mean it's just it's getting back to like a different kind of lifestyle and that was it just that was a minor adjustment as far as i'm concerned like i actually don't mind not owning home anymore because now i get to just call the you know <laughs> whatever soup the, the manager yeah, or, yeah and they just yeah. come and like fix things or you know yeah. and i don't i don't have to like go through it it's it's actually very convenient and it's nicer than when you lived in this apartment building because the building manager will actually fix it <laughs> yeah about that um no oh, it's yeah. not like they listen to the show <laughs> it's no they're very on top of their their shit um <laughs> but yeah it's it's at, like it, you know i'm kind of like enjoying like the break from it you know but um but yeah that was that was really hard to deal with um how did you deal with it? Was there anything that you did in particular to cope with it? Um, I, because also you're the person a lot of people come to for advice, help and sympathy. Yeah. Um, and sometimes being that person can mean that you don't really know who to go to yourself. Yeah. To be honest, I didn't really know who to go to. I mean, I talked to like my mom a lot cause you know, she was, but like the thing is people would be like, Katie, like you're so tough and like you, you know, you always, you know, put off a, a tough exterior exterior and like, you're not very good at being like vulnerable and all that. And I'm like, true, but it's also like the minute I let my guard down and I want to like talk to people, they'd be like, Oh my God, I had no idea you were feeling this way. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm letting you know I feel this way. You tell me that like I have, I'm tough and I put up this tough exterior and I'm not good at being vulnerable. But the minute I feel vulnerable, everyone's like shocked and they like don't know how to handle it. And it's just so it's like it. That's why I put the the wall up because it's like, the like the minute I start asking for help or I'm sad or I'm having a tough 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 day, everyone's like, "Holy shit! I didn't know like you had feelings." It's just like it was like it was a little hard because I did feel like lonely and isolated and like I had to like really like 
it would have just been nice if people would have just checked in with me rather than having to like get to a point where I was like having like breakdowns sometimes. Yeah. And there were, and people like would, but like really not like as often as I thought, you know, and it's hard because like people are, you know, we're, we're not young anymore. People are like really, they, they live in their own worlds and they have their own stuff going on. So like, I do not I don't fault them for that at all. I'm, I never got mad at anyone, you know, especially with a lot of my friends these days, you know, they have, kids they got babies they got young kids you know mm. um and so like my world and life experience is my own and i don't expect them to like consider that <laughs> all the time <laughs> but it was you know like it was kind of a big thing that i was going through so like it was just like a little just interesting to to be like wow like <laughs> um but you know but then also i have a therapist so well, therapy <laughs> is really uh, a key to yeah. everything. But I know exactly what you mean, though, when you feel like, well, I can't really talk to them, or you try, and they're surprised at it, blunts the next part of the conversation. You yeah. feel like they're saying, like, wow, I, I can't even almost handle this idea. So then you're like, well, uh, it's not that bad. Or anyway, how have you been? Yeah. They're just like, oh, my God. Like, you just, I thought you were fine. You said, you, you seem so fine. And I'm like, because I don't walk around, like, with a little, like, like, <laughs> You no, know, because I, yeah, because most of the time I want to be in like a really positive headspace because that helps me. That's part of like my healing journey to like, yeah. is to like, oh, I feel like there's something in my Oh, you're getting uh, emotional, I understand. To, <laughs> uh, to, to be like, I was like practicing, you know, like I'm someone that wants to like manifest and I like to practice like law of assumption. Like you're already kind of like living in that space in that life in that world that you want to be in eventually so it was sort of like being a little delusional about my life and so um whenever someone like asks me like how are you doing i'm like i'm good i feel good you know yeah. even if i didn't fully agree with that i'm just also not gonna be the person that's like oh you know life is shitty like i'm going through this <laughs> who also wants to be th that person that's gonna burden people with like their grief and bullshit all the time like that's never been my style i don't like to burden people i don't like people to worry about me really so yeah so it just was i i just have never i'm not used to being that person that's like going through shit that i yeah. want people to like feel like they have to baby me or feel like they have to worry about me even though i wanted people to baby me and i want people to, but not not to the full extent but just like you know a little bit to would a, be nice a little bit just just like it would have been nice to like not have to feel like i had to reach out to have you know what i mean like yeah I mean, but i'm not saying no one ever did or that they did i, I know what you i mean. wasn't like ignored or like shunned or anything shunned. no no of course not but it was just kind of like i mean like sometimes yeah. it's the thing of our expectations of people uh, falling short of the expectations we would have for ourselves in the same situation if the situation was reversed right yeah i'm like if if like one of my friends were going through this i would be like yeah hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price priceline but you know again that's just because i would be that way doesn't mean i expect that you know and i'm also my life is 
different than that you know no exactly and that's like a difficult thing to learn but again in terms of holding ourselves accountable that is something that we have to factor in mm-hmm. but it's tricky when you're yeah. feeling a kind of way well because i only feel that way when i was like feeling really down and be like i wish just someone would text me right now and ask me how i was doing and i didn't have to like reach out and bother them you know like or like reach out to ask for it because then it feels icky and it feels yeah, like but yeah. it's but other than that like when i was having a good day i wasn't like why is no one reaching out to me it was fine it was just you yeah. know what i mean Ugh. no it's like you know when you're traveling a lot <laughs> and it's like you're in a, a good headspace but you're just super busy i try to think of like that when you don't hear from certain people you're like wait they're doing that now it was a lot harder when i was in the pits of depression before uh the medication and the diagnoses and everything um but and it was hard because of the pandemic to parse out for a while what was pandemic related what was this related what was that related please enjoy a sip of your refreshing beverage (laughs) and you were enjoying a hard seltzer no oh it's a just in the middle well, of there. It's a well, Celsius. Well, I mean, you know, I wouldn't be judgmental is about a, that. Is it Celsius? I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. I, oh, it's like a energy. Oh, okay. Anything yeah. in, a, in a white slim can? I, I just, know. I think it, no, it totally. It, it totally looks like a like a seltzer of some sort. No, it's like a, a sparkling sort of essential energy. Uh, it's a health conscious drink. With yeah. Some bubbles. See, I only drink tea and water. It has green tea with EGCG, ginger, and guarana seed. EGCG. Wow, that's the new hip research chemical. that Gets uh, your metabolic rate going. Oh, look at that. I I don't know. I'm like, over here, it's like burns fat. I'm like, I I don't think I've ever read this can. I'm like, (laughs) burns fat. Jesus Christ. I don't know. It's good. It tastes good. Well, that's all that matters. I only drink water and tea. So most beverages, especially ones that have come out in the last five years, I have no fucking idea what they are. Okay. (laughs) It's like cigarette brands, you know, like when they change lights to some other title, they just sell it by, um, they they sell the color is indicative of what it is because there was a law passed where they couldn't say light because the cigarettes aren't really light. It's, it's a whole (laughs) thing. They said, oh, that's pandering to people's sense of healthier cigarettes. So now you have to say like, um, mild or something. Whoever thought a healthy cigarette was healthy. This is the thing. It's a bunch of bullshit and it's just an industry that continues to get taxed outrageously, just like Juul. Uh, or any of the vape well i know some guy i I went and got a vape the other day he's like um don't you think like cigarettes would just be healthier i'm like are you out of your mind yeah why would you think a cigarette (laughs) would be like with the carcinogens in it and the tar and the whatever the hell's like are you i mean listen i don't know i don't think i don't necessarily (laughs) think that the vaping is any better but like i don't think cigarettes are better than a vape i know just from how i felt the three days after i switched (laughs) And the day before I quit cigarettes, I ran upstairs, probably to come say hi. Because <laughs> uh, if I didn't make it clear, Katie used to live on the upstairs uh, yeah. floor, or the third floor as it's commonly known, uh, not just the upstairs. <laughs> and um, I, we would visit a lot. And I was running up the stairs, and I felt a little winded. And I thought, oh boy. Ooh. And then like a week afterwards, I had no problem. And I wasn't even that heavy of a smoker unless it was one of some of our hangout nights. It might have been heavy smoking or partying. Yeah. Uh, or something like that. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm of the belief that cigarettes are definitely terrible. Oh, same here. Same here. <laughs> so like this guy it was just like, no, dude. Anyways. Yeah. 
back to whatever you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were saying something. So oh, we were talking about Celsius. Now and you're trying to deflect. You're deflecting. No, no, no. We were talking about Celsius. and uh, Oh, well, I guess it's all the same. Yeah. No, no, but. no. Exactly. I just like to accuse you of deflecting because <laughs> they do it on the show all the time. So, you know, it's fun. Oh, you, oh it's, accuse it's, me of things that I'm just not guilty of? <laughs> yes. Uh, it's fun to do in a, oh, you know. Oh, it's so fun. <laughs> Look at how much fun we're having. <laughs> well, I see on the show, you're just having a gas. The yeah. whole, I mean, just a blast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I look uh, I look forward to catching up on the new season. I, of course, you know, back in the days where I did the podcast, I would be analyzing the show. Mm. So it's interesting that I, I, I have a you know vague awareness of things going on, but I haven't watched the show. Oh, uh, I want to tell you a little fun thing about Wang Chung, because, you know, we talked about Wang Chung a bit. You had two of their songs played at your wedding. Yes. I did a Q&A with them in oh. London after a screening of To Live and Die in L.A. Which did you tell them that for. we played their songs at my wedding? <laughs> Just I'm going too soon. I'm friends with them now. <laughs> oh, like, really? We went to dinner that night before the thing, and then the next the next week we returned to see another William Friedkin film and had Szechuan, and then went to the thing. They're lovely. They lovely would probably guys. be like, we don't care. Well, I got to find out if they watch the show. That's <laughs> I doubt it. No, well, I'm listen, kidding. Well, I know, you know I'm not. I didn't say it yet. So well, maybe you should be like, have you heard of Scandal? Because <laughs> you know what? Yeah. At this point, if people hadn't heard of Vanderpump Rules, I think they have now. I'm wondering how much your phone is blowing up all the time with distant relatives, people you went to high school, because mine has been blowing up because I used to do the Pump Rules and then Pump Podcast, and I I know you guys. I think not really, you know, not crazy, crazy. I think people are probably like, I don't want to like bother her, you know. Um, Good. I don't, I'm not, not as much as you think. I mean, there's definitely like a lot of people going to be like, oh, come do this podcast or come do this or like there's like of course everyone's like desperate for like tea i (laughs) mean i had i had like every like like you know gossip instagram person you know just in my dms being like i'm dying to know like reunion tea and i'm like i am not telling you yeah why would you well i'm like it's just the thing well the thing i always say too is just like I could tell you, I mean, not like I would, but like, if I told you, it's like, it's not going to ever meet watching it. No, that's the thing. So it's like, I know you want to know because you're just, it's just like, people are just so hungry for it. But it's like, especially with something like the reunion, it's just, you're gonna like, watching it is just... Yeah, it's like the Super Bowl of reality television. Like, why Mm -hmm. would you want that spoiled? I mean, every once in a while, I don't mind hearing something, but... but I don't even know if it's about like the spoiling of it. It's just <sighs> talking about a particularly charged moment kind of robs it of the impact it has because there's no preamble uh, or lead up to yeah, it. Yeah, and just some of the stuff is more just like visually like what you're going to have to see. Like mm-hmm. I can't explain like oh, and then I looked like this, and then they look like that. It's like I know how I rolled. People my are going to be like I don't. I'm like, well, I guess you're just going to have to wait and see and watch it. So why this? Why, why am I going to go through and tell you? Right. Like, not again. Not that I would, but it's just like everyone <laughs> chill. And also like, also like there's like still a lot of the season you're going to have to watch before we get to that. So like some of it won't even make sense because you haven't seen the rest yeah. of the season. Yeah. It's like talking about a scene from a movie outside of its context or a spoiler yeah. or something like that. All it's going to do is serve to make the actual moment far less impactful. Correct. Speaking of impactful things, what's dating been like? Oh, <laughs> um, well, 
It's really like riding a bike, <laughs> but not. Um, the ass gets sore if you have the wrong. S- no, never mind. That's uh, the ass. Gets sore. <laughs> oh God! No. Until you build it up, but well, you know what I mean. You get used to it. Um, and, uh, <laughs> just the one time. Um, yeah. and that could be fun. Uh, but I know. mean, it's like it's weird because it's just like I'll talk about it and then like, oh God, it's just like so. And it's uh, like people are like, well, you haven't been single that long. I'm like, I know, but it's like. It's like I just was though. Like it's all the same still. Um, and also it's I've had so many friends that are single and I hear their stuff. So it's like it. It's not like I've been living in under a rock and I don't know like that. It's you know it's jungle out there. It's a wild wild west. Um, but more specifically, what I'm interested in is how you found it dating because I remember after getting out of my long 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 relationship that suffered excessive bed death for a very long time the first time i had sex afterwards oh yeah i was like sweet liberty uh, here we go i'm on the uh, road to freedom and uh you know i've been tearing it up ever since pretty much <laughs> yeah no that that was like boop. yeah because it was just like different i mean like i just you know like when when you've been with like one person for a really long time and yeah it's just like you just the intimacies like dwindled to like just mirror like crumbs crumb exactly (laughs) (laughs) crumbs (laughs) literally you kind of like you you're like do i enjoy having sex like is that do I even like it? I don't even know, you know? And, and yeah. then you like, and then you like finally like have sex with somebody. You're like, oh yeah. Yep. Oh, oh mm-hmm. I really like this. And yeah. also I'm, I'm actually very into it. And I'm very into it. I'm actually like really good at it. Like what the hell? And then you like, and then you like start parallels, to realize like, parallels. this is like, um, actually very, very important. And it's in, hugely like, important. Yeah. So I'm just like, I now like moving forward, is going like that's going to be something i'm going to like ask people like how important is this in a relationship because like i never want it to just not just to completely like lose its presence and role in a relationship um but i mean yeah like when for the first while like when it came to like dating it was mostly like really casually dating people which by um, the way i recommend that anyone listening who's out of a long-term or even a short-term relationship just go have fun well yeah no because i mean there's a lot of people that do the whole like what we'd call i learned about transference oh, um, oh yeah you know yeah. where they're kind of just you dated like your therapist <laughs> although you saw my therapist i mean that would have been great anyway the, the transfer where you know they're kind of just jumping from relationship to relationship and not healing from their previous relationships they're just taking their bullshit and their trauma and their everything and just t- carrying it to the next one couple so guys it, we know yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so it's just like they're never, they're gonna keep fighting themselves in the same position and not growing much from one relationship to the next because they're still in the same relationship yeah they're still in that same role and they're still you know and still the same set of problems because they're not they're not learning anything they're not learning they're not stepping into their own identity you know post relationship yeah so um but for me i just yeah i just want to just like kind of be on my own and reconnect and yeah find my identity again and what i want you know because i know that i know what i don't want (laughs) right so i I, I know what to pay attention to obviously now but also like what do i want you know um so for the last like year it's just been about having fun going out meeting people i don't put myself on any apps i don't the apps just like I don't think it's necessary. I 
the apps weren't around prior to like meeting Tom. Mm-hmm. I just met people the old fashioned way. You go out, you see somebody, you're like, what's up? <laughs> what's your name? You know? Yeah. Um, you catch vibes if you, you I catch mean, vibes and I think that's just sort of like I don't need to like be pen pals with somebody for a week and wh- <laughs> while they're you know and I'm, they're talking to like how many other people and they're kind of lazy about it and then you're like are we gonna ever meet up and no it's just like you meet somebody there you've already had a face to face you know if there's a vibe then you can meet up again <laughs> you know like yeah it's it sort of it sort of like skips past all that bullshit um, also, I just wasn't like trying to like aggressively pursue anything with anyone. And I'm mm-hmm. still like not, I'm not like looking for relationships. So again, it's just sort of like if I meet someone and we hit it off, we can hang out or, you know, I just, I don't know. I'm staying away from that apps, but I just like, wasn't um, obviously emotionally available to like real actual dating and trying to like find a boyfriend or any, anything really. So I've just been chilling i mean i feel like i feel like now now if i could if i meet somebody i'd be open to it but i also am not trying to like just hang out with somebody for like three months and like have this like some bullshit relationship i don't know yeah. i don't know i know i i, I, I don't really what, want to waste any more time no and that's another benefit of being in the position and mindset and i would say our age but as we joked about one time <laughs> i'm i'm a certain number of years older than you we arrived at the thing where when you turn a certain uh, um, benchmark date, I'll be 50 at the same year, which is kind of funny. Um, I can't remember what age that is, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Well. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. I never really I like to ask uh, guests particularly about their age. So anyway, but like later in life, which is not even that late because we're talking about 30s, right? Yeah. You don't want to waste any more time and you don't need to. And also the whole thing of like, well, maybe we'll try this relationship once you're back in that. Well, maybe, uh, you know, they're kind of this, they're kind of that. I found I have sort of a rule if I start doing that, which is very much like you were talking about with Tom, you are making excuses, you're leaning into almost codependency and you're not listening to your needs, your wants Mm. and your desires. Yeah. If it's not somebody that I could see like doing like the long haul life with like truly, then I'm not going to even bother with you. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like we can have fun and hang out, but like, I'm not going to be in like a relationship with you. What are your thoughts on the ingrained heteronormative idea that we link up with someone, we stay with them forever <laughs> through thick and thin. Mm hmm. And there's different versions of thick and thin. There's some uh, thin that are a little too threadbare, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you get the house, you eventually have kids and like, oh, you know, things change. You don't have that much sex after a while. Oh, well, your relationship changes. All that kind of stuff where people tell you that kind of advice and everything. What do you think about that precept in general? Well, I mean, I, well, I mean, I sort of lived it. No, well, you I mean, did. And this is why I'm curious about your thoughts about it because you're outside of that now. Well, I mean, I don't think people should feel pressure to stay in that situation if it's no longer what you want. But I think it's less pressure than the idea that this is what we do. This is who I am. And I guess this is how things are going to go because, you know, day rolls after day, rolls after day, and you're in this situation. I mean, you broke away from it. So that's one of the reasons why I'm curious about your thoughts 12 months after basically your realization that it was time to skedaddle. Yeah. I mean, I think, 
I think, well, I think a lot of people in, you know, millennial, my generation and younger are not subscribing to that anymore. Oh, Gen Z. Yeah, no, I don't think so many people are not getting married or they're getting married a lot later in life. And a lot of them are not wanting to have children. I mean, they're talking about how like, oh, the divorce rate is going down. I'm like, yeah, because people aren't getting married. (laughs) Right. They're thinking ahead. Yeah. So I think, I think it's just like normalize the idea of just like not feeling the pressure to settle down and, you know, because everyone else is, I mean, I think there is familial pressure as well. Yeah. Familial pressure. That's a huge one. And I know that's, that's like a lot of, uh, you know, cultural and religious things that, that Mm -hmm. can be a part of. Um, but I think, you know, I, I think it's just like normalizing that it's okay to wait and not, yeah. not look at that, be comparing your life to somebody else. Because the way I look at it, I was talking to my friend yesterday. Cause she's like, I just feel like all of my friends, except for like you now and like two others are have, they're married and they have kids. And I just yeah. feel like they're like, do they look at me like I'm a slacker? Like, and I really want like my person that I can just mm-hmm. be like with. And I'm like, but do you also realize that like, just because they have like the husband and the kids that they maybe aren't happy. They might be looking at your life being like, wow, she gets, she has like independence and freedom. Yeah. And I'm here with like my husband who I don't really think I like. And this kid that I'm not sure I like really even want. And that's kind of a dark thought, but it's like that it happens more often than not because they probably got married when they were like 27 and they didn't quite know who they were or they changed their mind and it's like too late. And But the thing is, it's not too late. It's but, never too late. So I think it's like getting to like, like waiting to really like really know who you are, which I think just sometimes really doesn't happen until you're in your thirties. I think so too. Truly. I, yeah. It doesn't happen in your twenties. I mean, no, no at all. <laughs> I, I don't mean, care what they say. Like, I don't, <laughs> they're like your brain fully formed and you're like 26 to 28. And I'm like, mm, I don't I think like maybe on a like if we're talking like on a scientific level yeah, exactly. sure but like on a behavioral emotional so many different levels I think that just takes a little bit more time because it's also like environmental oh, yeah. and everything like that so I think like you just got to like uh give it so much more time because oh, 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 if you want if, you, if because it's, if it's ultimately what you want you do want marriage and yeah. you do want kids I think uh you really got to like give it time. So I've been doing a lot of thinking about the prescribed roles that people fall into without even realizing it. Cause I certainly mm-hmm. did the same myself. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just there. Cause there, I mean, I don't know if it's pressure that is from that started from a young age of like maybe TV shows we watched mm. or from parents or from, you know, but it's like, we, cause I mean, I even think about now, like being like a parent, it's just like, yeah, like you play with like little baby dolls or like you look at shows and you're just like, oh yeah, you grow up, you get married and then you have babies. But yeah, it's that's like, what you do. But it's like kind of like, I don't ever like, I, I, when I talk to like my friends, they had this like, they've always had this like dying urge to like be a mother. And I'm like, I've always like wanted like to like have a family, but like I don't have the dying urge to like be a mother. Like where some people are like, I'll do it on my own. I'll get a sperm donor. I'm like, not me. <laughs> well, I always wonder, have you thought about the practical realities of this? Once it's past the initial, oh my God, I'm going to give birth. Uh, isn't it wonderful? And everyone's telling you how wonderful it is. And it's a blessing. And then I discovered about being a parent in a very surprising way, because Ada thought she couldn't have kids and I've covered this on the show but uh she thought she couldn't after trying 
like uh, voraciously uh, mm-hmm. with an ex-partner and ex-husband and i never ever ever entertained the notion of having children uh and it feels very natural when i'm talking to peter and i sort of know what he wants and all that <laughs> stuff and you know it, all the wonderful things yeah but when i found out i was terrified but yeah. a, a friend told me after i ran it down for them they said list all the reasons why you think it's going to be bad or that you don't want to or never have wanted to and i did and they said well the good thing is nothing that you said is about children it's about family dynamic it's about school bullies anything anything uh what you could see happening and because sometimes even though we're both good at seeing the likely outcome of things if we're in an anxiety state yeah it can be yeah every fear i can catastrophize the situation very easily (laughs) with the best of them yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that can be troublesome as well but i'm with you i think some people get this idea that also once they do that everything's going to be fine. Like everything will be taken care of. I find this with weddings as well. People build up a wedding as the day that's going to mark the changeover, that then everything's going to be smooth and easy, where in reality, might not be. No, that's where things could very much go downhill. (laughs) But I mean, but for me, being, uh, having, you know, a child or starting family is more about the person I would do that with. So it's not, I can't just be like, I want to be a mom. Cause it's like, I wouldn't want to be like a mother. I don't, so it's like, if I were to meet somebody and they really want a family and I could see like, yeah, like this is somebody I absolutely want to be like the father of my kids and I want to parent with them. And I feel like we would be like a great team in that. That would totally change my outlook on the whole thing. But it's like, I haven't met that person. So. <laughs> I think that's a, a very smart and pragmatic way to look at it yeah because a lot of people do this thing where they're like i got to be in a relationship so they end up being with someone and not noticing the red flags or even caring about them but the same way if i met somebody and they're like um i don't know if i really want kids i uh, you know and i and i fell like in love with them i'd be like well i just like want to be with you so like let's just do like life together i think i could go either way at this point yeah well, i think that's a very healthy attitude and you know with my situation i accepted it and thought okay this is what we're doing because I love her, even though, you know, we were courting for two years and then spent one month in person. But it's held true that this is the one for me after, mm-hmm. you know, a series of not so great experiences outside, you know, the, the random hookups and stuff, which I'm a big believer in. So the randoms. Yeah, the, rand- well, the, the random. The randoms are like recurring randoms, like, okay. you know, fun friends. I, <laughs> I think like friend with, friends with benefits has gotten this weird stigma to it where it's like, Basically, what it means is usually it's like the guy doesn't want to commit, and so they kind of have sex for a while. And I mean, these are the stories I hear. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's usually like, no, the reason why it gets a bad rap is because it usually ends up terribly because one person catches feelings or vice versa, (laughs) and then the other one is like dicked over and then like, yeah. Yeah, thrown to the side. Yeah, it, it can be complicated. But if I think <clears throat> one of the aspects of non-monogamy that I love is that there's just a lot of opportunity for fun. And then this whole thing about called conversion where you're happy for the other person to be enjoying themselves in that way. It's like, oh, that's great. I'm happy. You know, so that's But nice. I mean, it, like that takes a lot of trust, I think. I No, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And I don't think I was with anyone that I trusted in that way before... Uh, or I, I can't say vice versa because I, I can't speak for Ada, but mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I mean, the people do that successfully. I'm always like, 
<laughs> well, it's kind of the norm in the gay community, right? And then it's not the norm yeah. in the heterosexual community. And so I think that there is almost a, a bias a, against monogamy uh, to a degree in the gay community and vice versa. Well, yeah. Well, because some people just, like just be like, oh, so you just cheat all the time. And it's like, well, it's not, I guess it's not technically cheating. And this is a very, very good point And one I'm really happy you brought up because to me, cheating is defying the rules established for the game. Okay. In, uh, say, just a traditional uh, monogamous relationship, the tacit understanding is that we're not going to step out on one another. But as you know well, the feeling of having it perpetrated on you is a devastating feeling. Well, because it's done in dark in uh devious ways and it's and then there's like the you know secrets and the lies that come with it and that's the most painful part is like the the lying to and the deception that happens as a result of it it's less even about the act of it because it's like well mm. and this is one of the great things about non-monogamy right it's like it's the act so if you, if the act is okay if the act is in the uh terms and conditions it's like, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that I like love it, but like, it's not, it's not the worst part of it. Well, well, no, no. And I'm not saying that it's for everyone, but what I mean is at the core of it, the worst part of cheating is the betrayal mm-hmm. by someone that you believe not only was your person or that you loved, but that wouldn't go about hurting you in, in such a dark and unpleasant way. I mean, right. with my situation that we were talking about, like that was like, unbelievable <laughs> yeah <laughs> like well so what are like the the rules of like a non-monogamous relationship yeah well they're different for every couple so well obviously but i mean like well, but, no i just but wanted I mean, to the, state that because i don't want to i don't want to come across as like Mr. Well, yeah but Expert. i mean but the but the the, the 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 common through line is that you are able to partake in in extracurricular you know, sexual activity with other people that are not your partner. Exactly. That is the basic premise. Yeah. So how, I mean, how, how, what are the mechanics? Well, I mean, like, yeah, do you, so it's, I mean, I imagine some people, it's like you, some people say like no sex or I guess is it all on the table? Is it all, um, sometimes no? there's things that are not on the table. Like some couples would I say, mean, how would the lines not get blurred? Like how, like you, people are able to just be like, I can only do over the pants stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, come on, if you're going, like, for me, it's just like, that's. I don't think it gets that restrictive. Well, I mean, I know, but I mean, like, it's just like, if you're already, it'd be like, you can only have one bite of this piece of cake. You can't have the whole cake. It's like, I'm not, like, it's kind of like having your cake and eating it too, in a lot of ways. Well, so it's like, yeah, to be well, honest, well, it is. But, but, but not even having the whole cake. Are no, getting- sometimes you can have the whole cake when if it's just referring to sexual stuff. And they could be mutual friends as well. Now, also, oh, God. well, look, well, quite frankly, <laughs> quite frankly, your friend group is done a lot. Well, I, uh, the, I'm not. Uh, no, no, I'm just saying. So think about all those situations. Just because I may have like hooked up with somebody that my friend now is dating. I first of all, I hooked up with somebody. You're deflecting. (laughs) But I just want to state this because like people are like, well, what about Carter? I'm like, yeah, I hooked up with Carter before I even knew Kristen Doty existed, and then he all of a sudden he showed up and he was Kristen's boyfriend. I'm like, oh, this is awkward because like I hooked up with this guy like a billion years ago, and then with like Peter, like. Yeah, like I started working at Sir and like had a crush on Peter, kissed him once, and then he started dating Stasi. And this was before Stasi and I were friends. I mean, like, yeah, there's some that happens, but like, I wasn't like 
dating somebody friends with this person got out of this relationship and then started dating this like that would weird like i don't do like listen you can't help who you fall in love with but like you can also like avoid certain things that might be like a little awkward absolutely (laughs) i wasn't talking specifically about you but what i'm talking about is the one of the big subjects of the show vanderpump rules yes is the cheating that people have done correct and if say imagine those relationships whether it be yours or anyone else's, it's not specifically about you. But say that Jackson Stasi had some kind of thing in the beginning where it was like, well, sex with other people is cool, but if you develop some kind of emotional thing or if you uh, are deceptive about something. Now, I don't know if those two in that moment would have been capable of it, but it's a hypothetical. Sadly, of course, we would have been robbed of a lot of great television, mm-hmm. but it's the the idea that if it if the act itself isn't, so devastating and it's the betrayal part so if you take out the betrayal thing where everyone's on the same page and again i'm not prescribing this for everyone but for me and for ada and lots of other people this is i think what the thing is and also another factor is that both of us are bisexual or queer or pan Mm -hmm. depending on how anyone wants to interpret it Uh, i like to say i'm sexually omnivorous but (laughs) (laughs) um I'm up for a lot of things, but, um, also, so sometimes there's things that you might be into that your partner is not into. So then this is one version of it. So then some people, like I know a couple who, uh, one of them is into extreme pain play, which is a, a thing, but their partner hmm. recoils at that. However, there's, they don't want to rob them of pleasure. Exactly. But, okay. but, and the other partner doesn't want to kind of coerce the one who's squeamish about inflicting pain to do that and, and in a way that's a very loving thing and not in just not in a way it is a very loving thing because like i said uh, uh the provide the thing is the uh what do you call it i can't remember the thing uh, but what you would call this but uh the um, it's not for everyone of course mm-hmm. but since we're talking about the particulars well yeah no that okay i make a mix uh, that makes sense if there's something very specific that somebody's into that they really kind of like might need to feel sexually fulfilled and the other person's just like it's like that's a hard no then maybe allow them to seek that elsewhere and i think that there's i a, can get down with that yeah okay. and you know and there's a lot of don't ask don't tell couples <laughs> who might not even call themselves non-monogamous but i'm sure we've known pr- plenty of people and i'm not pointing a finger at anyone on vanderbump rules at all but we know so many people uh just, which is just <laughs> a fact <laughs> <laughs> well the, okay the, let me i will state this i think I'm not against nominality. I just think that like I would it would have to be with the right person that would be like, listen, this is how like it's going to that would make me feel very safe in that space. Because the thing is, is that I've been cheated on and it's just like, you know what, if you're going to be so tempted in that, like you need to like if there's something that you're not getting here or something like that, like I would rather not open up that door, but I'd, I'd rather like. Let's like talk about this and to make our relationship more successful where I'm not being, I'm not looking like a dummy over here, you know? And you know what? Maybe, maybe there's some things that I need over here, you know? Like, yeah, (laughs) because at the end of the day, like I think about like, I've, I've done like my own little, like, uh, you know, inventory of um, things or not. Well, not not, just, but just my own like little, um, thought, uh, adventure (laughs) where I'm just like, is monogamy, realistic right not necessarily for me i feel like i'm like very 
a lawyer. I'm a by nature very loyal. So I think I could do it. I don't think I could do it. I know I could do it. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I say they. I have faith. But in you. but you know what? At the end of the day, like, um, uh, who knows? Maybe like maybe all of a sudden I like have this whole like thing that happens. But I just know with other people that it's just like I think humans are animals at the end of the day and it's sort of just by nature that they want to i don't know it's primitive i guess but i think eliminating the uh eliminating the deception betrayal no that like when people are no longer tempted sure to to cheat and they're t- like i think because they're always going to be tempted or they're you know they're going to have like curiosity they're going to have attraction physically you know and it doesn't necessarily mean that they don't love their person or want to be with them but if there's someone that is just like by nature like a very sexually charged person i don't know i don't know yeah no it's well it's an interesting topic to consider and discuss and i'm a, an extremely loyal person as well and this is really the first time that this has been a situation for me, but it really works for me. Now we have certain like conditions or uh, terms and conditions that work for each of us, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, and if someone vetoes someone, then that's that, you know? Yeah. Do you like, is it everything of like, okay, someone can pull the plug and be like, this isn't working for me anymore. It's, we review things. Okay. Let's discuss what we talked about before. Maybe um, someone is feeling kind of a way about something and wants to pause it for a little bit or okay. or maybe certain types of interactions uh or you know maybe if ada said like well i'm uncomfortable with you being with other women right now which would not be the case because she actually you know is very excited about that and is quite into women herself so but if someone says that it's like there's no arguing about it it's just you just say okay well there's like a yeah i think it's you just say okay you may struggle with it but then what we try to do is even stuff that we're talking about that's outside of this topic totally is that whatever the bad feelings or hard feelings or ugly feelings or the things that you think if i say this they're gonna really think i'm a scumbag right because we have yeah. doesn't everyone have that stuff well i don't i mean what stuff like <laughs> no no and it, 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 just bad uh, uh, what i call ugly feelings like things that you were like oh, I, I don't know if i can bring this up with them okay things like that so if you apply it to this situation um if something was really troubling ada like for instance when i was about to fly over uh when she was i can't remember how many months pregnant i was having quite a run of guys from grinder and also because but also i was cope sort of coping with a lot of anxiety uh, depression and things like that and there's really few things that uh will take your mind off that yeah like a lot of sex and Grinder's fun for that, but then it can also become its own problem. I actually I haven't been with anyone from Grinder since then, but she got really worried about STDs because then you know she was pregnant and all that. Yeah, and I get checked regularly. Yeah, but because it was so close to fly time, I but then I went and booked an appointment that would give me results immediately. I, I told them my concerns, my situation. By the way, the sh- queer clinic. I got to give them a shout out, and also uh, hello to Terry. This is a perfect time to say hi to your mom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you made it this far, Terry, the, the fact uh, that my apologies. Why my mom just popped in your head is no, no. I was giving a shout out. It was about giving shout outs. Oh, okay. Yeah, I said a shout out, and I thought I meant to shout out Terry before. <laughs> okay. 
Don't, th- don't worry. I don't have any untowards thoughts. I know, about, I know, I know. Okay. This is, that was just a funny time. Yeah, no, it was very funny. It was very funny. But I just want to make sure that... Uh, <laughs> so, um, but that's, so I did that. But again, that is part of honoring the uh, precepts of Got it. the thing. Like, she was worried about it. And a, a guy actually happened to be here when she FaceTimed. And I said, I'm sorry, we have to stop. And um, I, my apologies, but here's the situation. And thank you for understanding. Uh, happy trails <laughs> yeah so and, long yeah exactly exactly but you know when uh, i was out at the hundred club in london i was making out with this woman and then we both left her a message later on saying because i i get i oh, the other thing is you're the aim is to be upfront with everyone so if i find that i'm flirting with someone or i'm talking to someone the funniest is when flirting or like seeing someone and i always manage to get that information in the thing you know well my partner and i my primary partner there's like little things you say Mm. see my primary partner and that kind of gives the information very quickly yeah that is primary partner and i'm up for fun so whether or not it leads that way in the discussion or whatever but if you're like oh this is a likely candidate or someone i'm interested in so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of aspects of that okay i mean it's probably just like is like learning or like it's like a muscle (laughs) yeah Yeah, well, <laughs> no I mean, pun know. or all puns intended. But um, I also appreciate discussing this uh, at length, not just for my own edification, but to, to me, I think that the concept of non-monogamy is still kind of taboo to some people. I mean... And you're not someone who's necessarily shocked easily, and no. I'm not also saying that you're shocked. However... I'm not, no, I'm not shocked. It's just like, it's just, it's one of those things that, that I mean, I hate to say that it's taboo because there's it's so... There's uh, there's quite a few people I know that have uh, non-monogamous relationships, but I'm just always like, I'm just I'm in I'm, I find it kind of like fascinating that people are able to like have that kind of openness and especially communication in the relationships because that is often the breakdown in in so many relationships and it's interesting that they happen in the types of relationships where there is so much extracurricular happening. That's the thing. But it's like you would think that'd be opposite because like. A lot of times people, you know, they're in these monogamous relationships and, you know, no cheating has happened, but people are insecure and jealous and feeling like all types of way and they can't communicate about anything. But then there's other people like just happily just, you know, getting their (laughs) getting their whatever elsewhere as well as with their partner and having, you know. And also Good to the, communication about it. So it's like, hmm, maybe all around to something. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. And also it's not uh, put a damper on our sex life. If anything, she really enjoys either videos of interactions or um, in-depth discussions, which is like a aphrodisiac to her. And mm. obviously she's been sort of off the market in terms of activities because of being pregnant and all of that stuff. And we have a lot of plans to do a lot of things with people, but you know, yeah, we did have uh, sex in public. That was great. It was in a playroom, but I think it's covered on a couple shows. If anyone's <laughs> tired of hearing that content, I apologize, but it seems to be quite interesting, which I can't argue with. So that that's something I don't know that I ever really do. Mm-hmm. No. Well, I never expected to. Yeah, I I found with a lot of stuff, it's like uh, once doing it or like the first time I was with a guy or something like that. It's there's the anticipatory like, oh, my God, I don't know. And then you do it. and You're like, oh, okay, I just I just did that. (laughs) It's it's almost like Like going on stage or something. No, it's just like, oh, okay. 
that wasn't bad you know like that was fun like oh and that i think things like that open me up more no pun intended to um further exploration <laughs> of things that <laughs> uh, okay got yeah. it yeah all right well that's i'm happy for you <laughs> <laughs> well i know you're happy for me and but i want to get back to you because okay. <laughs> I, I talk a lot about my stuff on the show and um, we have a lot of stuff to talk about with you okay. is there anything in particular that you would like to talk about I mean, uh, where oh, in particular? I usually say that for the end of the show, but I just wanted to throw it back at you for a second. Uh, pro- I'm like over the top of my head. No, that's okay. How have you found friendships affected by the fact that you are divorced? Because I've noticed sometimes with couples, when the couple breaks apart, and I'm not asking about specific people on the show or anything like that. And I don't want to know any, you know, mm-hmm. spoilers or anything. Mm-hmm. It's more about other people or family members, uh, their reaction to you and the vibe you get off of them. Did you notice a change? Uh, I wouldn't say, I mean, I'm trying to think like everyone was supportive of me, you know, um, they 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 were of course i mean i i know like i don't think it was like the most shocking thing but i think people were still surprised because they just thought like you know i just thought even though like there was issues or obviously you know we would see how interactions and things like that we just thought like you were just fine with it so like Mm -hmm. you know obviously um but you know because with tom and i we shared so much of mutual friends having been together for so long and you know having tight knit group um we were like nervous that it would make other people feel like they had to choose sides so we were adamant that like we don't want anyone to choose sides like you know if you're gonna have a party you don't have to decide who you're gonna invite yeah like you can invite us both if one of us like doesn't want you know but like we but we also like wanted to like have a friendship after which it's not been the easiest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, look, I mean, I tried the whole, <clears throat> we're going to do this amicably thing. And then I found out some stuff. And ah. Well, I mean, like the thing is, is that like he, he was the one I, and I wasn't against it, but it was like, I thought like, okay, we're going to need like some time. Like, but he was like wanting to like hang out like immediately after, like he would ask me like to go have lunch, to go have happy hour. And I'd be like, no, no, no. And eventually I was like, okay, like, I think I can do this. And then, you know, but I was just kind of like, I right if we're gonna be friends there's just some things that i need to help me because i'm you know healing still and so like yeah i just think you know like with any friendship that you're trying to get off the ground or whatever um you know you just need just in order to feel comfortable so that's why i was like maybe don't date anyone in this like this particular immediate group of people <laughs> you know especially yeah. when it was so like show related i just i was like if i have to talk about what you're doing with someone directly involved in this for the next seven months. And it's going to be thrown in my face. Like that's going to kind of throw me off track. Yeah. It can still hurt even after the fact, even after well, the papers are signed and it's yeah. all done and dusted. Yeah. And even because even though I'm the one that initiated everything, it doesn't, it's not necessarily because I wanted it. No one wants to get divorced, but, um, but anyway, and, and then, you know, obviously people had opinions. Our friends had opinions about, 
most of them were very supportive of us wanting to be friends, but a lot of people didn't understand it because that might not be something they would want to do. But that's what we had chosen. And I think that's something that yeah. I notice a lot. It's the, um, it's almost like the act of you doing what you wanted challenges their notions mm-hmm. about themselves. It puts into their mind, well, wait a second. Maybe if they're in a marriage or not. Yeah. What if I might not be happy too? Oh, I, I don't want to think about this. Oh, well, uh, maybe I won't hang out with them or I won't ask questions about it or I'll act like nothing happened. Yeah. It just like, it was like, okay, well, just because you might not do this this way or you wouldn't handle it the same way doesn't mean that we shouldn't. And I don't think that like you inserting your opinion is helpful or supportive right now. Yeah. You know, like you could just say like, you could just keep it to yourself, you know? But I mean, and obviously like there's, you know, people like, you know who of the shares the same name as him uh, <laughs> you know he was obviously like much closer with tom so i didn't really think that like he was gonna you know go out of his way to like be there for me in any capacity and you know and i had friends that we shared that was much closer to me and but they still didn't like ignore him or treat him poorly there was no reason yeah. for that but like it's just you know there was like different like a, a shift in some dynamics and but then i just kind of embraced some people that were outside of our group a little bit more too just to like just to not make it super intense for a little while but then, then that was also nice as well because i wanted to get outside of the bubble a little bit more too you know obviously like i still have like my nearest and dear you know like Stassi's my best friend, you know, with Hartford and all that. But um, especially with some of like my single girlfriends and going out a bit more and doing that whole thing. But yeah, which is a good thing too, because we can get too stuck in these. This goes back to the other thing. This is who I am. This is what I do. This is like, it's, oh, it's all decided now. These are my friends. They're the only ones I hang out with. And sometimes the friendships can turn toxic. Sometimes they can just turn uh, in a very banal way, unfulfilling. Mm -hmm. And it's always good to remember that, like we talked about a number of times years ago. What's the line? Like some friends are for a season. You know the phrase. Yeah, some people come into your life for, for a season, but always for a reason. Yeah, which can be very hard. To except I have trouble with that too. Well, cause... I mean, some of these people in my life are like a decade, so I don't, I wouldn't call it like a season. No, but you know, but, but I mean, like, yeah, but also it's just like, okay, well, I also have just like a lot Ten more seasons. time. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot more time on my hands, and like my activities and how I spend my time are looking a lot different. So that is opening me up to like new friends and new mm-hmm. relationships or like friends that I haven't seen or spent time with because not that like I wouldn't have any business hanging out with them, but it's like, you know, they were doing different things than I was doing. So like may as well like go see, yeah, you know, it's just been nice to kind of like open up my, I keep a really tight circle, but like, and I'm very selective. So I'm not like just hanging out with anyone, but I mean, open it up a little bit more to people that, you know, spending time with people that I hadn't really spent a lot of time with before. Hate to leave you on a cliffhanger, but that's the end of part one. Check out part two coming next week. And of course, head on over to patreon.com slash Craig and friends. 